the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Hour number two, Bruce Hooley Show. Fantastic day. June 24th, 2022. The day that the Supreme Court, by a 6-3 ruling, confirms that there never was, never should have been, a constitutional right to abortion in this country. Abortion will not end. It will continue in states that have no respect for human life, have no respect for the unimpeachable truth that life begins at conception and that killing a baby in the womb is murder. But it will end in many states, and it has ended already in some states around the country. A tweet today from Sarah McCammon, national correspondent for NPR. She covers abortion and abortion politics. Her tweet, I'm hearing from clinic sources in Louisiana, Kentucky, Texas, Missouri that are halting abortions immediately in response to the Supreme Court decision. Also hearing Planned Parenthood has stopped abortions in Arkansas. So there will be children who will live, who would have died today, this hour, this minute, without this ruling from the Supreme Court. And that's why it is a phenomenal day. I would argue the best day in American history. We always rejoice and exult when prisoners of war are freed, when people trapped in prostitution, human trafficking are freed. We prize and treasure freedom in our country. The second paragraph, the second paragraph of the Declaration of Independence, before we ever were a nation, when we just had a vision of the kind of nation we wanted to be, the second paragraph of the Declaration of Independence, written by Thomas Jefferson, said, We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights. Among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Unborn children since 1973 have not been treated equally. All the arguments of the pro-death movement have focused on the woman, the mom, never, ever on the life that was exterminated because they know that is a life. It is indisputable. If left alone, a baby will come to term and a baby will live. And when a baby lives, it then can pursue liberty and happiness. And that has always been 
the inconsistency of the ideals outlined in our Declaration of Independence as they have been allowed to reign as the law of the land under abortion. And it was upheld in the 1990s in Planned Parenthood versus Casey. And in that case, think of this. Three of the justices, well, two of the justices who upheld abortion in 1992, Sandra Day O'Connor and Anthony Kennedy. Two Ronald Reagan appointees. Reagan, his legacy is not besmirched in any way. He's a transformative president. But even Ronald Reagan as a president did not do what Donald Trump as president did do. Donald Trump, with a with a, with with the assist of Mitch McConnell not allowing Merrick Garland on the court in the final year of Barack Obama's second term, Donald Trump by appointing Amy Coney Barrett, Brett Kavanaugh, and Neil Gorsuch ended abortion in many states in this country. What about Ohio? What about Ohio? An hour ago, Attorney General Dave Yost filed a motion in federal court to dissolve the injunction against Ohio's heartbeat bill, which had been passed but had been stopped by court action based upon the legal rulings in the Roe case and the Casey case. So Ohio could soon join those 19 states that has a trigger law that will make abortion all but non-existent in our state, which is phenomenal. Phenomenal. Joe Biden is supposed to address the nation at 1230. Why not immediately? Why not immediately? Why doesn't Joe Biden come? You would think somebody as unrepentantly enslaved to the left as Joe Biden would be able to come out and speak extemporaneously. Well, as was very clear yesterday from his little cheat sheet cue card given to him when he attended not the meeting of oil company executives. No, no, no. The guy who's, remember, doing everything I can, everything in my power to lower gas prices, except meet with the oil company executives that he is demonizing and trying to cudgel into producing more oil as he also does everything else he can to end their industry. He did not meet with them yesterday. He met with union people, and he walked in with a cue card that he mistakenly flipped around that said something along the lines of, you, in all caps, enter the room and take your seat, not anybody else's. Well, That, I think, is why Joe Biden won't speak to the nation until 1230 today, because somebody has to prepare his cue card. So once he has his cue card in hand, presumably Joe Biden will speak to the nation today, and he will talk about, we're not going to stand for this. We're going to do an executive order. We're going to, this is our Supreme Court's out of line. I can't wait for it, because... It is good to see that the opposition to life still exists. 
and will not relent. I always say the left never holds a victory party. Well, this is a heck of an occasion for us on the right to celebrate. But do not pause. Do not hold a victory party. As Beth Vanderkoy of Greater Columbus Right to Life said in our last segment, the work continues. First and foremost right now, the safety of people who are tied to and have worked unrelentingly to get Roe overturned. People engaged in the Right to Life movement. People of authentic faith, not the pro-abortion churches, not those who flying LGBTQIA alphabet mafia flags outside their churches. No, they're going to be safe on Sunday. They'll be just fine on Sunday. They might be outside your church chanting, yelling, screaming, throwing bricks and the like, but they'll be fine. At the first congregational church, Tim Aaron's church downtown, they'll be just fine. Bishop Timothy Clark's church, they'll be fine. No worries. Abortion has always, always targeted the black community more than any other community. The Planned Parenthood organization was founded by Margaret Sanger as a way to diminish, if not exterminate, the black race. So it is the epitome of evil. And I have people telling me on social media, you know, you shouldn't celebrate this so much because a lot of people feel much, much differently on this issue than you do. That's fine. You have freedom. You have liberty. You can make the wrong choice. I wish I could stop you, but I can't. But I will not apologize. Not one bit for your ability to rip infants apart limb by limb in barbaric fashion from inside a mother's womb. I will not apologize for being glad that it's gotten much more difficult for you to do that here in Ohio and in many states across the country. Speaker Nancy Pelosi today in Washington, D.C., I played some of her comments for you in hour number one. Here's more of what she had to say. The hypocrisy is raging, but the harm is endless. What this means to women is such an insult. It's a slap in the face to women about using their own judgment to make their own decisions about their reproductive freedom. Uh, no. They have total freedom to determine whether or not to sleep with someone and risk getting pregnant. Total freedom, Nancy. Not getting in their way. But once they make that choice, that is where my extension of choice ends to them. And where the Supreme Court says their extension of choice ends. It's not in the Constitution. Never was. Never should have been treated as though it was and today gloriously it has vanished well they're pumping the president full of mountain dew and skittles so he can seem fully alive when he heads to the podium at 12:30 today although given his schedule and 
Maybe Mannix will run over on Nick at night. Uh, he might be out a little bit later than that. We'll carry his comments for you live. Uh, hopefully future U.S. Senator from the state of Ohio, J.D. Vance, who, by the way, will join us Monday, uh, has issued a statement. He says, I'm 37 years old and for my entire life, abortion on demand, decreed by an unelected panel of judges, has been forced on the nation. Today is a great day. It vindicates a half century of work and gives us an opportunity to live up to our founding creed that all of us are truly created equal. He adds, we now enter a new phase of the pro-life movement. We will continue to fight to ensure that every other young mother has the resources they need to bring new life into the world. We'll build an economy where it's possible to sustain and support our children. We'll expand adoption and promote pregnancy centers so every child has the loving home they deserve. Some of our efforts will be federal and others local, but we'll all be focused on the simple principle that life is worth protecting from the moment it begins until its natural end. And then he quotes a verse from Jeremiah, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. And J.D. Vance concludes, This wisdom echoes throughout the ages in our hearts and in our minds. Now it falls to us to ensure it is reflected in the laws of our nation. Yeah, you're going to hear a lot about, Oh, don't bring your religion to the table here. I don't subscribe to your religion. You don't need to subscribe to my religion. You don't need to subscribe to any religion. You can subscribe to science. Uh, You can subscribe to just the innate sense of knowing that if you do not intervene with a child in the womb, it becomes a living, breathing, walking, talking human being. That is self-evident. And you can also view this decision purely on legal grounds. That's how the Supreme Court decided it. The Supreme Court looked at existing law established by previous cases before the Supreme Court, Roe v. Wade, 1973, Casey v. Planned Parenthood, 1992, and said those cases were decided wrongly. Supreme Court, smart, smart people, learned people, reasonable people, presumably, until Kagan and Sotomayor and Katanji Brown, I'm not a biologist, Jackson got on the court. But people make mistakes. And people misapply the law. We had the Dred Scott case in the 1840s. A slave who matriculated with his owner to a free state and then argued, I should be free. I'm in a state where there is no slavery. I should not be a slave anymore. Supreme Court said, no, no, you're wrong. You're still a slave. Once a slave, always a slave. That stood for the better part of a decade until it was done away with by the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendment, by winning the Civil the North, winning the Civil War. That was 10 years. Okay, was it the right decision in the 40s if it was overturned in the 50s? No, it was wrong in the 40s. It stood for 10 years. I've mentioned before, and I will continue to mention, because it is the perfect nuclear bomb to the argument that, well, Roe versus Wade stood for 50 years, and so it's the law of the land, and so it's stood the test of time, and a lot of people count on it, and this is how we lived our lives, and so this is how we should always live our lives. So we make a bad decision. We're going to stick with it forever. Racial segregation in this country was wrong when it was upheld by the Supreme Court in 1896, in Plessy versus Ferguson. But it was not overturned by a courageous Supreme Court until 
1954 in Brown versus Board of Education. Here's Fox legal analyst Andy McCarthy on the whining that, well, Roe stood for 50 years, it's precedent, or I really want to get fancy, so I'll talk about it in Latin terms, stare decisis. Stare decisis, Andy McCarthy says, is not beyond being overturned. Yeah, well, precedent, sorry, decisis, which is this doctrine that we uh, respect precedent, is not a hard and fast rule. It's basically a test. It's a multi-pronged test that you apply to decide whether a precedent should be followed, even if it's arguably wrong. And what it's interesting that you end up fighting this on the ground of stare decisis, and that's because nobody for 50 years has been willing to get up and make a straight-faced argument that you can derive Roe from the principles of the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. It can't be done. It can't be done. And it wasn't done. It was always, well, you know, been around forever. Can't do it now. We got used to it. That was always what Democrats do. They move the ball. No, it's not about, no, it's not. We're not going to talk about life. We're not going to talk about the baby. We're going to talk about women's health care. We're going to talk about freedom, reproductive rights. We're going to talk about things that aren't really at issue. Because why do people lie to you? I tell you this all the time. People lie to you because they can't win on the truth. If you could prove that was not a baby in the womb, then maybe you could make an argument for abortion. But you cannot prove that's not a baby in the womb because it becomes a baby. And need I mention the lunacy of states like California which is so enslaved to the idea of killing babies. Yet, yet, if you are a pregnant woman in California and you are driving to an abortion clinic to kill your child and somebody runs into you in their car and kills you and your child... They will be charged in California with two counts of vehicular homicide. Not one. They should have hit you an hour later when you were on your way home from the abortion clinic. Then they would have been charged with only one murder. What happened to the second murder victim? It ceased to become a murder victim when the mom killed it or when the abortion doctor killed it. That makes no logical sense to anyone other than, well, it's her choice. Okay, great. We're going to. We're going to prioritize choice. We're going to prioritize like ownership. That's babies in mind. It's my body, my choice, my body, my choice. So during slavery, could slave owners say, I own that guy. I own that woman. Their body, my choice. That's barbaric thinking. It's crazed thinking, demented thinking, satanic thinking. And thankfully, it has been exposed as such today by this Supreme Court ruling. Uh, They are putting the finishing touches on the marching order for Joe Biden's cue card. You enter room. You go to podium. You speak. We'll see if he does. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.